Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Vatwani Viewpoint. My name is Manali Shah and today's conversation is going to be all about women and startups. November 19th is commemorated as Women's Entrepreneurship Day and what better occasion to talk about the economic transformation that Indian women entrepreneurs can bring about. According to McKinsey, women's participation in the economy can add about $770 million to the GDP by 2025. Now that's an impressive number. In fact, women have the power to bring about not just economic transformation, but also a positive outcome at a personal, societal and community level. India's ecosystem has been evolving quite rapidly and we've seen a lot of positive changes along the way. For example, just recently, Falguni Nair became the first Indian woman to take a unicorn public. But of course, there's a long road ahead. With that said, women's entrepreneurship is a topic that's very close to all of us at the Vadwani Foundation. Today, we have four very successful women entrepreneurs with us and we are going to have a very thoughtful and uh, insightful session. So I'd like to thank everyone on the panel for taking the time out to be here. Let me begin by introducing everyone. So first off, we have Kajal Malik, the co-founder of Pick My Work. Founded in 2019, Pick My Work is a gig platform that sources and trains agents to help digital companies acquire clients through a paper task model. This means that the digital companies acquire clients at a low acquisition cost. Kajal, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here on this panel with beautiful women. Thank you. Next up, we have Nisiri Mahesh, the founder of Her Money Talks, a platform for women's financial empowerment through financial inclusion and upskilling. Her Money Talk works pan India to bridge the gap in financial literacy for women and promotes women's entrepreneurship. As of right now, they have a robust community of over 50,000 women and they hope to reach out to over 3 lakh women by 2023. That's amazing. Nisiri, welcome. Thank you, Manali. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be part of this panel. I'd like to now introduce Tanya Shweta, the co-founder and CEO of Ideate Media Solutions, an integrated marketing communications firm that's headquartered in Mumbai but has an office in New York as well. Their expertise ranges from working with staff startups and Fortune 500 companies alike. They've worked with local and global brands across sectors. Tanya, welcome and thank you so much. Thank you, Manali. It's a pleasure to be here. And last but of course not the least, we have Priya Prakash, the co-founder and COO of Naturally Yours, a healthy noodles and pasta brand. The bootstrapped company was founded in 2010 and Priya is a certified nutrition coach and biotechnologist. Priya, welcome. Thank you so much, Manali. Pleasure to be here in the panel today. Great. I'm very excited for the conversation that's about to begin. So let's dive straight into it. Uh, Nisiri, my first question would be to you. Uh, according to Boston Consulting Group, women-led startups provide 35% more ROI compared to startups led by men. They also provide a more inclusive work culture. They employ 3x more women. What do you think are the factors behind these impressive numbers? Uh, see, we women by nature, no? we are very careful in taking each steps whether it is our family planning or uh, financial budgeting at home or even of our business. And secondly, we are very dedicated to whatever we are doing, whether it is, say, suppose you are, uh, I have seen many women who have great hobbies, which have turned into great products and services as a business. So we are so passionate, something like if something we are passionate about and we are turning that to a career, 
we work so dedicatedly to make that or build that to a great venture similarly uh, many women they are juggling with multiple things like whether their home responsibilities their kids and their business and we are doing all this very well given all these facts that we all know that women have that innate sense of multitasking and we tend to take careful steps when it comes to anything and uh, if you take families as a, i mean as an example we have seen that women always think in long terms like we always think about the moment you have a kid we'll be starting to think about your future their education even their marriage also if you have a daughter so that's how we women plan in a long term compared to this no compared to this if you take men as an example they may not be planning in a long term mostly they like to go with impulse and they make a lot of quick decisions they're more confident in taking a decision compared to women but that uh, that also means that they think on a shorter terms and make quick decisions which can go wrong also when it comes to families you know that balance between man and women planning to things together can bring about a lot of changes and yeah, that that's really good so considering all these innate qualities women have uh when it comes to entrepreneurship we tend to showcase all these strengths like careful steps long planning focus on our product or services and this is contributing to the greater roi growth and profitability of women led startups but unfortunately it is a fact that total women entrepreneurs in the country is less than 20% till now a lot more have to be done in terms of promoting women entrepreneurship which can really bring about a lot of changes in the economy and even the lifestyle or even uh taking further step for uh, towards women empowerment right absolutely i couldn't agree more with you and taking off on my previous question uh, kajal i'd like to talk to you about it so while the entrepreneurship ecosystem has grown by leaps and bounds only 7 out of every 100 entrepreneur is a woman what do you think is holding indian women back if i actually divide an entrepreneur's journey and the qualities that would you know drill an entrepreneur down i would actually But the three names that come to my head is, of course, an idea that you believe in. So, believing in idea is number one. And uh, number two is the confidence to leave everything and start out, right? Uh, come what may, I'm going to give it my all. So that's that's the second thing. And the third thing is persevering through the things that come with entrepreneurship. So, of course, there's so many, so much more. But it, these three, in my opinion, are the biggest, right? and um, if i talk about ideas 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 is something that everybody gets it's it's irrespective of the gender we get it sometimes we keep in our head sometimes we talk to our friends about it and there are people who go on and create companies out of it right um if i talk about perseverance what i feel is that uh, women uh, women naturally go through the things on a monthly basis throughout periods we know that there is going to be one period during the month where we are going to be off uh might have pain might have some other problems but we know we we plan for it we we get through it we persevere through the worst on a monthly basis so on a basic level i feel that perseverance is something which is there right now it comes down to the confidence to start up and that is where in my opinion is where we lose 
the kind of language we use in the corporate maybe we could try that should we do this while a man would say we should do this and there be growth in the next quarter right so there is there is that missing confidence wala piece which actually begins from the time of our childhood right um for everything you're supposed to take permission from our parents uh, if i have to wear short clothes if i have to go to a party if i have to go play outside with my friends i have to take permission from parents now very few people are lucky enough to uh, not be in a household where the woman does not or the girl does not have a permission once uh, she grows old or gets let's say she gets married uh, she's earning she still has to take permission for most of the things from uh, or discuss it with her in-laws and her husband which is almost akin to taking Uh, you know taking that uh, permission now in this permission culture so many women actually get uh, get, get lost they, they just scared to a take permission and they know they'll get lost in the process somehow so unfortunately this is this is one thing where we are stuck in stuck in india very few women have the confidence to do it on their own because they know ki unhe aadat ho gayi hai permission and very very few have that privileged culture to uh, privilege in their household where they actually do not have to take permission before they, taking that next step right uh, people uh, in in india if i have to talk about uh, something extremely basic that uh, you know let's say uh, a lady and her husband both are earning earning well uh, the husband gets a you know gets another location uh, and a better job the lady has to move with him and find a job in that location that is the kind of culture unfortunately we are living in and it's very rare where a woman uh, doesn't really have to go along with the husband in case the husband uh, you know is changing his job location so it is it it is going to take a long period of time for us to get where we want to in terms of giving women that power to think for herself and decide for herself uh, when i took this decision i i knew that there is going to be some Uh, a little bit of uh, you know uh, problem with the family but i knew i'll be able to manage i knew i can manage the worst in in the family i i don't even have to take permission uh, while i'm making a trip you know in, in my family so i am one of the lucky few in the company who, who had this privilege but everybody does not so a lot of time is going to go by where we really actually reach the stage where a woman is confident enough to go do it on her own and let let people know that a i am doing this b you have to be okay right and a lot of things i think can change and quicken the process a little bit uh, most of the times when you're reading about you know women entrepreneurship um, most of it is unfortunately bad news except for uh, you know a few good news here and there which which you just started with actually right um i'm not saying that we should not discuss the bad news it's very important to discuss the bad news but it is also important to discuss how to change that bad news into good news in some cases right so we should celebrate that good news as much as possible i i mean we should celebrate more women in entrepreneurship as much as possible create examples like girls know that you know uh, from a young age that if you want to do it you have so many items to look at and it is not that difficult you 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 should give it a try you can they can probably start having this conversation with their families when they are young right uh, i mean that that is that is one change that could, uh, that could be brought about and uh, permission culture i'm sure it's going to take a long time in india but uh, 
over a period of time uh, people like us can change these things uh, when you know it, it should never be permission after 18 it should just be fyi i'm doing this please support me yes here's to change and taking off from that uh, this line of thought uh, tanya i'd like to come to you now from an ecosystem point of view what are the changes that can be brought about i think there's already a lot of change coming about now which is really nice to see i think it's kind of accelerated over the last maybe 5 years uh prior to that uh, you know there was still it was still very very you know slow i think you know i was when i was thinking about this i i really feel like there are various factors there are too many factors actually that need to be addressed but uh, just looking at a few of the factors i think one of them is you know fair pay when we look at something like fair pay um I mean this is also applicable to women in the workforce but it also kind of applies across the board to women entrepreneurs right um if we look at the disparity in terms of the pay that a female as per a male would receive in the same environment um that disparity needs to be bridged um when that happens it automatically gives more confidence as well to the women to say that hey you know what this is my skill set this is what i'm bringing to the table and this is how i will get um my remuneration or i will get my reward for what i am doing um i think another thing as i mentioned right now is that like over the last 5 years i think the government of india is also making a lot of positive steps in the direction of being able to support women entrepreneurs like now we have the women entrepreneurship platform by niti ayu which is really really great news uh, for women entrepreneurs because that i think is definitely going to going to help um and again i think going back to our roots as as children as girls who've been brought up in india uh, you know i think one of the most important things that i feel is missing even in the schooling system is financial literacy right so i think that when uh, you have that and you have that power of financial literacy that you're backed with as a woman it really helps you make the right decisions in terms of how you want to accelerate your business or whether you want to get into a business and what if you have an idea what is that idea and how can it be translated into a financially sound business so i think financial literacy is again a very very important aspect um I also believe that uh, you know um, women supporting women so mentorship and support groups for by women for women I think makes a big difference um I think now that time is coming and we are seeing more and more of those kind of platforms so it really helps young entrepreneurs uh, you know have a mentor like I think when I started out uh, I didn't really have any mentor I really didn't have anyone to go to to say hey you know what i'm making this business decision i think it's the right direction because this is really what i feel that the market needs but how should i like this is the this is the way i want to go about it but is this the right way do you think that i can do this better uh you know so i think all of those aspects really come out through mentorship so i think these are some of the aspects that i feel would be really helpful uh, in this direction very well uh, articulated tanya thank you and uh, now priya you've been an entrepreneur for over a decade now so according to you what are some of the pitfalls that women entrepreneurs specifically should avoid this will be pretty helpful for the young and aspiring women founders that are tuning in sure so talking about pitfalls i can talk about a few that i have encountered stumbled through in my journey 
so number one among that would be not networking enough so that is an issue that many entrepreneurs men or women women maybe a little more than uh, men encounter so basically we have three kinds of networks so one is operational network which we all have basically uh, individuals that are required for your um, business so it could be suppliers it could be customers it could be your logistics partners uh, your team etc so all of us cultivate that the second would be your personal network so basically your friends and family but the issue arises when whenever you are stuck like tanya mentioned like whenever you have some kind of a predicament you have some kind of a confusion how to go ahead here so if we talk, we cannot turn to our customers for that obviously and if we go to our personal network not many of them may be entrepreneurs so they would not understand our struggles like what we are going through what is happening in our journey because they do not relate to it so at that time it's very easy to kind of feel lonely that uh, you are actually struggling alone no one is actually sharing your struggle here so that's why the third kind of network which most of us ignore is required which is strategic network basically speak to fellow entrepreneurs who are in a similar journey they need not be in your category they could just be a, just about anyone but they are also having they are also going through the same struggles maybe in different formats so talking to them helps and whenever you have some kind of a confusion kind of unloading your confusion unloading your fears getting some kind of inputs doing some pros and cons with that kind of network really helps so speak to people i mean i think you should keep like one day and hour maybe every friday where you say that i'll probably reignite my uh, passive uh, uh, contacts my school friends my college friends it need not be with an agenda just say hi hello i mean connect with them linkedin has been great for me where you connect with people like anyone for that matter i mean you connect with them get to know them get to know their journey so that really helps so networking is one pitfall i feel people have been kind of uh, avoiding second would be uh, the need to be perfect whether it is in your home front whether it's in your office front as a mom as an entrepreneur i'm like pulled in a thousand different uh, directions every single day and i do drop the ball a few times so it is necessary to know that okay it's okay you made a mistake move on that's all not all mistakes are actually that fatal as how you make it out in your head it's okay you made a mistake that's fine consider it as a stepping stone to bring about improvements in your organization bring about improvements in yourself and just move along but what many a times happens is that you obsess over those mistakes you kind of let those let that guilt and that self criticism we are the biggest critics so you let that keep accumulating and that eventually leads to you thinking that oh my god i'm not good at anything that i'm doing right now am i i'm not doing a good job at home i'm not doing a good job at office so that is something that you need to overcome that it's okay forgive yourself i mean that's it. be kind to yourself forgive yourself you made a mistake that's okay move on doesn't matter so that is something that we need to kind of think that okay prioritize this needs perfectionism and there are some issues that kind of okay it's okay if it's not that great just go ahead with that so that is the second thing and the third thing what i feel is that we tend to do everything so we are great at multitasking we are good at all these aspects so let us do everything i mean if we don't do it it will not done correctly so i feel that is another issue i mean okay keep a few things that are required for your organization for the growth of your organization what is really important do it yourself the rest delegated to people 
if things go wrong it's okay don't immediately jump on it that ah i should have done that <laughs> that's why that went wrong it's okay if it went wrong it's okay just empower the person empower the team to handle it help them to take care of it and then stick to your lane so that you have some time for your family you have some time to upskill yourself i mean you have to keep learning that is something that you have to go on whether an entrepreneur or not i mean you need to keep learning at every point of time you need to learn new skills and now especially with the online uh, advent the opportunities that are available are like innumerable so i think that is the third thing that i would say that okay delegate <laughs> it will give you more time to keep your sanity so those are the three things that i feel i think all of those three things really resonate with me just as a working professional i'm not even an entrepreneur but a lot of what you said applies to me as well so yeah very very uh, great insights uh, now nisri i'd like to ask uh, a question to you you work in the space of financial inclusion and we all know that access to finance is one of the biggest stumbling blocks that women entrepreneurs face what can be done to address this issue basically entrepreneurship is seen as something risky in our society when it comes to men no you don't get that cushioning of monthly paycheck that convenience is absent in entrepreneurship when it comes to women we always try to think you need the financial cushioning and you need the comfort zone to work according to flexible working hours because you need to take care of your family as well so women come from this background of uh being taught or the conditioning of not taking risk that is the first thing or take lesser risk and second is that you always have that feeling i need to balance between my family and my business so when you come from this kind of background all this conditioning all this societal conditioning what happens is that when you go out and start your own business there is a hesitation in our minds to take a risk like especially when it comes to finances business of course we all know that it requires initial capital investment and as we go ahead also we have to take many decisions especially when it comes to finance uh, many women are privileged that they are getting the support of their families like their parents or their husbands or even their siblings or good friends help them with with the initial financial cushioning or maybe women in their late 40 or mid mid career when they venture out for entrepreneurship they have their own financial cushioning like they have some savings of their own which they are using to get i mean start their own startups or their business coming from this comfort zone no when we talk about numbers that confidence level is missing a little bit there so i come from a banking background i have been working with the credit of uh, some couple of banks so what i see there is that women are really good with their products their services and they are excellent in customer service but what happens is that when you come with your numbers when you talk about your financial projections somehow they don't showcase their confidence from a bank's perspective you know they definitely want to see that they are not risky by putting their money in, into your business so they ask all these kind of questions like your financial projections how are you going to achieve this what is your risk appetite when all these things comes definitely i feel even though women are really great i mean they can really do many women i have seen but when it comes to numbers they prefer to give it to their co-founders or they do showcase their confidence level so that is that's one thing which i mean uh, contributing to the um, less access to finance for many women 
now i've been working in the startup field like mentoring a lot of women and holding them to get funding there also we are seeing the similar thing like when it comes to the numbers they leave the thing to the male co-founders who come and present it to the investor so i guess one thing which we can do is that a lot of confidence building for women especially that financial literacy like tania mentioned where they can talk confidently about their numbers and a lot of things like when it comes to startups like when their business plan projections scale up projections valuation funding these kind of things if you get that support ecosystem where women can learn a lot of things they can understand they can talk confidently they get that network or that group where they can confidently talk about numbers in the peer groups i think that can make a lot of difference to access of finance and secondly there are a lot of changes happening in the entrepreneurial system like there are a lot of funds which are focused for women only both private vc funds and even for the government and for even banks also one thing what i felt is that these funds are not getting enough visibilities uh, so it's like even the government department different departments have different schemes for women but it is all scattered so the msme department have one scheme the it department will have another scheme the startup india will have a lot of schemes so these are not in one platform these are scattered in different platforms and different the lack of awareness is there a lot so what i would suggest is that women can be part of a lot of ecosystem a lot of network and peer groups where they interact with other women entrepreneurs and ecosystem players especially watwani foundation and all who can give that information who can create that awareness about the existing schemes and programs for women right now what is happening is that on one side there is a huge demand and on the other side there is a supply but these these two are not meeting a lot of blocks are coming in between like whether it is supply is there but the demand is not reaching that level actually women are struggling to scale their startups because there's no enough ecosystem for that access to capital but somehow they are not reaching out and these plans or schemes are also not reaching to the right audience so if we are able to bridge this gap between women and finance i think we can do a lot of difference in the ecosystem yeah that's great perspective nisri thanks for that uh, now tanya i'd like to come to you uh, you started up way back in 2001 and while the startup ecosystem has uh, evolved and grown over the last couple of decades what are the top 3 changes that you have observed uh, specifically related to women's participation and role in the ecosystem sure um Yeah, so as you said, yes, I started way back in two thousand and one. It was a completely different uh, time uh, altogether, you know. So I think that there are various factors, right, that lead to an overall society's evolution into a thought process. Uh, so when we look at, uh, you know, the two thousands, uh, you know, that at that time, where was India? What was India doing? What was the economy like? What were uh, the kind of impetus that was being given to? Um, women entrepreneurs and startups uh and also you know what was the kind of um, awareness that india as a country had of what was going on globally as well right so at that time it was just the onset of everything in terms of uh cable and you know uh different and western culture coming into india international brands entering the market so um i think that and in that phase what happened is that there was very low awareness therefore it was still growing and it was still kind of making its way into the ecosystem so that of course affects women as well it affects 
everybody in that ecosystem so coming out of college and graduating your world view was much narrower than when you look at a, a girl who graduates from a university or a college today uh, so i think that that is one of the major factors i think that makes a big difference in terms of um how uh, someone who today is an entrepreneur has a lot more available to them in order for them to be able to take that knowledge and to really uh, create the right kind of ecosystem for themselves so i think today women what is helping women startups or startups in general is the fact that there's more empowerment there's more knowledge there is more um, awareness right so that's i think definitely you know one of the things that i think is a big difference between uh 2001 and now uh also you know i think there's also been like when you look at people like falguni nayar you look at divya gokulnath you look at upasna tiku uh these are all women who have kind of paved the way right they paved the way for young entrepreneurs they've given them that confidence and to be able to believe in the fact that they can create these startups which can even become unicorns as you said Uh, right in your opening speech you know so i think that that's another factor that's a big difference between now and then um and i think inherently one of the biggest things that i've seen in terms of change is perceptional change right like um when i was when i started out maybe for the first 7 8 years into what i did and walking into boardrooms which were totally male dominated boardrooms where um the whole perception of how they would perceive you was more on how you looked rather than what you really brought to the table right so really having to fight that entire um thought process almost on a subliminal level it's not like you were getting into a a, a physical verbal fight but it was literally like a perceptual fight that you were having in uh, sitting at that boardroom and and trying to prove your own metal um in a male dominated uh, arena um not that i'm not, i'm not saying that it's not there even today um but i feel that that has also drastically reduced there's also a lot more representation of females in the boardroom so that is also making a big difference uh plus i feel like because as i mentioned all these women and many more i mean these are just some women who are mentioned i think every woman here is is an amazing example of being a fabulous entrepreneur right um i think just these small steps have really helped women with startups today so i think all in all these three factors uh, would play a very large role in what is the difference between how it was 15 20 years ago to how it is today right you've painted a very vivid picture of uh, the ecosystem then and now and taking off from something you said uh, priya i'd like to get your thoughts on something how important uh, do you think it is to have powerful role models or public figures that uh, women entrepreneurs can look up to and feel inspired by what's the difference that it can make so uh, manali i feel that role models are definitely required so that you know so you know that how high can how high you can basically aim how far you can go basic framework basic um strategies that are required to reach that but uh, personally what i feel is that it need not be a public figure it need not be someone who has really reached that kind of heights it can be just about anyone around you whoever inspires you to do better for instance since my childhood my mom has been my biggest uh, role model she is a homemaker but she has always had that ideology that do the best with what you are given so that is something which stuck to me and 
probably something that helped me during the covid uh, lockdown as well i mean that time you had to make do with what is available so i mean that was the biggest learning that i felt was from my role model that's my mom but right now i feel that every entrepreneur around is like a huge role model sometimes you can look at a friend you can look at a relative you can look at a competitor who is doing better than you and try to learn i mean okay they are doing something better than you that's why they are there where they are there right now so learn from them keep your ego aside and learn from anyone who inspires you to do better that is something that i feel is required and uh, currently i am a part of uh, goldman sachs 10000 women program so it is basically a program for women entrepreneurs to scale their business it is it is sponsored by goldman sachs and it is conducted at iim bangalore so that is a platform where i feel it's like a huge eye opener where i am with 65 other women in my cohort everyone from different diverse uh, kind of uh, segments but i get to learn so much from them okay this is the journey that they've had this is the struggle that they've had this is how they have kind of overcome it so i mean that is the kind of uh, role model that i would see people around you who inspire you to do better so i feel that's my idea of a role model thank you great thanks for that uh, i'd like to come to you next kajal uh, would you share some advice for aspiring and young women entrepreneurs for aspiring yes uh, now uh, i think as a young person you you get ideas and you're like okay i should pursue this or maybe i'll pursue this 5 years later then i'll be a little more financially comfortable or uh, you always feel that in 5 years your life will be very good the life just gets more complicated in 5 years you might have loans you might have a husband you might have kids you might have more people to discuss before taking a decision right so uh, whenever you think that you have the right idea and you should start just just start it do it today quit quit your college in case you want to quit your job in case you want to and try to pursue it today because the kind of learnings you'll have in the next 5 years that will be that will surpass everything that you might get otherwise in those 5 years right so please don't wait for those hunky dory 5 years to come when you'll have a lot of money in the bank to fund your startup that day may or may not come but today you have it you have today so make make do with it take advantage of it so for all aspiring entrepreneurs do it today okay. seize the day people seize the day <laughs> that's that's the message here okay and uh, finally i would like uh, thoughts from uh, the panel uh, your wishes and uh, message to everyone on the occasion of of women's entrepreneurship day uh, so uh, let's begin with uh, tanya what would be your message okay uh, i mean um, when i you know a message to women right like women i feel like all women are inherently we are amazing multitaskers we're amazing problem solvers and i also think that we have a really really strong intuition as compared to men i feel like as women we just know what is going to work and what's not going to work or we have this intuition to understand that things are going to go in a certain way so these are all amazing qualities that we have as women right um and of course i think that for women entrepreneurs i think it's about taking that step making those bold decisions do it 
uh, obviously you already have all of these aspects in your personality to understand that before you make that decision you already going to be thinking it through don't overthink it <laughs> definitely uh, i think that's uh, that's a very important aspect as priya mentioned uh, you know sometimes we get uh, stuck in that space so you know make bold decisions if you have that drive to be an entrepreneur you already have all the qualities that an entrepreneur requires so make those decisions move ahead and move ahead with confidence wonderful uh, nisri let's come to you next uh, what i would like to tell is that uh, to all women think beyond your boundaries uh, because it's not just your city or your state or your network through which you can bring business we have wonderful platforms like linkedin where you can get connected to global leaders so think beyond your boundaries dream big dream high um of course you don't need to feel guilty that uh, of course when we pursue our business no or our career a lot of compromises we have to make at our home front you don't need to feel guilty that i couldn't be a great mom i couldn't be a great wife or i couldn't be a great daughter when you achieve or excel in your career all these things will be in place so it's don't try to become a superwoman or think of your restrictions or your constraints dream big dream high and definitely there will be a way to achieve your goals and aspirations wonderful priya how about you your message so my message would be that if you have a great idea go for it start with it don't think that okay i don't know every aspect of this business start with it get a good team ask for help and move on i mean start with it you cannot wait to know everything before you start a business there will be things that you don't know on the way even when you are 10 years down the into business you will still have things that you don't know it's okay ask for help and move on and the mantra that we've always followed in our business is hard work integrity and consistency so be at it and you'll do wonders and don't be scared of change i mean if you have to do a course correction you have to shift it's okay shift change move for forward so that is something that i would like to say to everyone great and let's hear from kajal now uh, so it actually stems from what i was talking about the permission culture and uh, while you cannot change the ecosystem around you very fast the one thing that you can do is how you communicate right so instead of taking permission say i want to do this will you help me and it is difficult to say no to something like that when you take permission you actually put the person in power to give you that permission but when you request for help it is extremely difficult to say no so think about it decide it and then communicate it about accordingly so that you have the might of your entire ecosystem your family with you when you take that decision and stand up for yourself so just just that and one more thing to the uh, in general ecosystem i want to say because something i think which is troubling me a lot please stop with uh putting he him everywhere please women are also there there is a sales person it is not a sales man there is a sales woman too in the world i in, in every call i'm cringing that you know by default it's it's always he him no it is not he him women are everywhere too i'm talking to you for god's sake just try to you know acknowledge that women are women are there as well the more we do it the more women will feel included in everything so it it actually boils down to how you communicate uh you know uh, that's that's basically in general for the ecosystem 